This is episode 131 of the Fearless Launching Show. Today, we're talking all about conversations that sell, how to tell the world about your launch and reach more of the right people. See you on the inside. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. Hey there, welcome to this very special episode of the Fearless Launching Show. Today, I'm actually tackling a question that I get often. And if you have been around for the last, you know, couple of months, you may have received an email from me asking for your feedback asking for your questions. And I got a lot of questions and I actually just left that form, that feedback survey type thing open. And I'm going to link that in the show notes. So if you head to ansomoylove.com forward slash 131, you're going to be able to share your feedback with me and share your questions, things that you want answered, whether it's on this show or you just need answered for your next launch. So the question I actually, and the concern and the challenge comes in so many different forms is A, how do I reach the right people? How do I reach more of the right people? What do I say to those people? And one of one of my kind of most popular workshops that I held last year was Conversations That Sell. Now, I haven't done it in quite a while, and I might do it as an updated workshop in the future, but I've I figured, you know what? I just want to I just want to give this to the audience. Let them get the answers to this question now instead of having to wait for a webinar, wait for me to update slides cuz you know that could take forever. For those who know me and know my ability to update slides and don't even go there. Anyways, in this episode today, you're going to learn how to identify your big top conversation spot that will trickle down and into every other place you're adding value and valuable content and how to stop wasting time every other place you thought was doing it right and was the right place. We're also going to talk about my top sneaky conversation spots that could be happening right under your nose on autopilot. So pay attention to them. That's a kind of a the piece, the paying attention. You might already have this set up, but you might not be paying attention to it. And then we're going to go through the ultimate tool you might already be using to start doing some of this in quotes selling on the fly. And then finally, we're going to talk about five really simple actions you can take today, no matter where you're most active online, to start having the kind of conversations that do lead to sales. All right. So I really hope you love this recording really and I'm going to be fully transparent it is a raw recording that was recorded live so if you have questions let me know and then also if afterwards you're like okay I got my simple actions 
and I want to do something else, you can also sign up for an actual workshop that I've got available for you at freelaunchworkshop.com. And that's going to just take this to the next step for you. All right. So let's dive in and I will chat with you on the other side. Everything you do online, online especially, actually, is starting a conversation. The question is, what's the message you're sending? So here are four different types. The first one is what I call the first touch. This is, some, this is an automated type of conversation that you can start by creating an, a simple autoresponder asking the right question. And I have to say that I did this a couple years ago, and at first there wasn't a response. And it took me a lot of work, and I'll, I'll share exactly what I did after I go through these, but the first first touch, this autoresponder, if you have a blog, if you have an online presence of any kind and you're building your email list, that first touch needs to engage people right away. And you want to learn everything about the people who come to your site, so you have to ask them a relevant question. Now, I ask a simple question that many of you respond to. What are you challenged with or how, what are you challenged with when it comes to launching? I think I sandwich it in between a few other questions because I find that that if you're in the online marketing space, then you see that question a lot. What's challenging you with X topic? And after a while, I get a little jaded and I'm like, yeah, that's not really personalized enough. So if you... <laughs> If you leave and come back to my list in the next year, you might see that changing a little bit. And my questions did change over time. But it's important to ask questions to people when they first join your list. This is just one example. But also, what's that first touch when they come to your site? Think about what your website looks like. Think about what's the first message that comes up to people. Are you using a pop-up that's a little bit obnoxious? Or are you using a nice pop-up? There's a few different ways to do those. Are you, I don't know, is your, is your headline really like bold and red and asking some sort of leading question that kind of sets the tone for how you're, for the type of content that you put out? Like you have to think about what's that first touch that people are gonna get from you. And this can be many different things. So you just have to ask yourself, what do I want that first touch to be? And where can I put it so that it's somewhat automated and it's asking the right question? And sometimes it can just be the copy on your website. Sometimes it can be a headline or a tweet or the way that you welcome people when, I don't know, they, I'm thinking of YouTube because there are two different views. There's the unsubscribed view if you're not following a page. And then there's the subscribe. So you can have two different videos. You can have like a welcome video for people who aren't member um, subscribers yet. And then an, a different video afterwards. So ask yourself what that first touch is going to be. And make that something that people can see across all the places you're talking. And what I would actually suggest is look at where, you're, where you live online. Where are you putting messages, content, all the stuff that we're calling conversations. And try to think of a first way to touch people in each of those areas. Even your Facebook page and your Twitter profile, there's probably ways and things you could actually change about the way your profile is described, maybe your image at the top. Think about that 
as being your first chance to talk to someone and then take it a step further. And, you know, if you've got one way that you want to reach people and one way that you want to talk to people and one way you want to help them get to know you really quickly, try to create something across all platforms that you're on that's consistent. I mean, that's that's what you want. You don't want all these different types, uh, all these different styles of messages, but you can still create customized experiences in each of the areas that you're talking on. And honestly, it makes me so excited to see that when I see people who are doing it well. And when I, when I saw, actually, right before this webinar, I was looking at Camila's Facebook page. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I didn't even know. I saw her tag me on Instagram. I said, oh, I didn't even know she had an Instagram profile. But of course, it makes sense because she has products, visual products. So I went over there. I checked that out. Her feed was just as cute. And I'm also thinking of um, Hillary Rushford, who has a great way of, you know, her set, her whole brand is super consistent, but you get different things from the various places that you, that you uh, visit her. So the next one is the wave. And the wave is really just these low key, no, they don't take a lot of time ways to be like, hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm watching you. Hey, I like what you're doing. And they're they're like likes, they're art rate retweets. And believe it or not, your retweets, your favorites, your likes, your your those little really low barrier to to do them. They're easy. They can you can do them while you're watching Scandal or Game of Thrones. And I would say Look for people that you genuinely want to support. And that's your way of saying you like what they're doing. I mean, for me, I actually like doing this for Fearless Launchers. Like when something comes through any of my feeds from any of the Fearless Launchers, I make sure I like it. I check it out. I share it. And for me, that is my way of saying, hey, and I think that's like a first step. So look for these ways to have the first step because from there, most of the time, I try to say thank you when I see someone favorites or retweets or shares something. I don't catch all of them, but I do my best. And once you have that back and forth, you can then kind of start being a regular attendee of what they're doing. And people do notice that. I really do feel like they notice that. And perhaps then you take a conversation offline and you say, hey, I noticed what you're doing over here. And I want to tell you, I was waving. I didn't even realize I was waving, actually. I didn't even call it that. But I got super obsessed <laughs> with, with planner videos. And then I discovered Miss Trenchcoat. And yes, I'm going to call her out because I just loved what she was doing. And then you know what I said? You know what? I like her. I want to know some, I want to know more about her. So, I mean, I wasn't liking her stuff to wave and I wasn't liking her stuff to sell anything. I was actually liking her stuff. I'm like, I need to talk to her. She's amazing. I need to know more about her. And so I just emailed her. That's the next step after you really feel like you've dove in to what other people are doing. And especially if you see them as your potential customers, it's amazing. And people do like that attention. So look for different ways to do these little tiny waves as your first step of breaking the ice, like wave across the room. Hey, I'm here. And like I said, oh, I didn't say this, but Hillary Rushford, I'm mentioning her again because I love how she says this in her Instagram with intention course. Some, sometimes 
a like is like a little hello. So I really think that finding ways to say hello to people on a regular basis is great. Natalie, Lucien, and I, we rarely chat, though we did trade some Facebook messages recently, like private ones. And what we'll do is I think we, because we've known each other so long and we're so busy, we rarely get to chat. So once in a while, I'll see her like something of mine. I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't talked to her in a while. So I'll go like a few things of hers. And then, <laughs> then it starts another conversation. So I think that you can, you can look at your own way of doing these waves and and don't be afraid to follow it up. Follow up a few waves and hellos like, hey, I noticed you're doing this. Hey, I noticed you're doing that. I really like that. Um, so anyway, so I find ways to say hello. Okay, so the survey, these can be done in many different ways. And my favorite survey is not Survey Monkey. It's actually those funny little pop-ups or that happen on people's uh, blogs. There's two that I know of specifically, but uh, one is on jonathanfields.com and then one is on socialtriggers.com. And there's a pop-up. It's, it's so that you sign up for their mailing list, but <laughs> this just cracks me up because it very quickly tells me who they are as people. And it's almost like they're those to me crack me up because they're asking something so ridiculous like, hey, do you care about growing your email list? Or nope, I don't care about my email list. And like, you have to make a choice. But I actually find those really funny. And for me, those are great way, a great way to start conversations. So you don't have to do those, but find ways to like regularly check in with actually the check-in is actually the next one, but to survey people to find out what they like. So you can do this on your Facebook page. You can do this on Instagram. You can do this by comparing images and logos and different things like that. Amy Porterfield has definitely been one who's, who I've watched do this type of thing where she will, I think she was updating the branding of something she was doing maybe a year or two ago. And she said, Hey guys, I'm doing this. Which one do you like? Huge engagement. So just asking a question, one question can be a survey and asking it publicly in different places with different media is a great way to start the conversation and get people to know you and answer you. Um, because what you want are those answers. <laughs> but anyways, I do love those. I do love those survey ones because I feel like you can, I feel like you could just, I mean, people could really misuse those. Like the goodwill could say, do you care about the homeless in your community? Do you care that there's a homeless person? And, or I don't care about the homeless. Like those are your choices. And you're like, oh, that sucks. I don't care about the homeless. Like, and sometimes I will click on the negative one just because I'm kind of weird like that. But I don't actually feel that way. But I'm like, I wonder what's going to happen when I click on this one. So... <laughs> the next one is, is the check-in or the courtesy call. And I like to, I don't want you to forget conversations that you can have with your current audience, with the people who are already in your world, maybe they're clients, maybe your past students. And I like to do videos for my fearless launching group, even when we're out of class, because, but I don't like to do them all the time. I like to surprise them with a video, talk to them about what's going on behind the scenes, like I said before, encourage them to do the, to do the same for me. And the communication and feedback I get as a result always lets me know that, hey, I should really do these more often. And now they're going to be a huge part of 
this round of fearless launching with the first week, the video challenge, which some people are already stressing about, which I love, which is nothing. It's nothing crazy. It's just an icebreaker, a way for everybody to see like we're not just our computer screens. We are indeed people all striving to do something with our ideas. So I just wanted to share Hillary because again, she was, she probably took what I did in Fearless Launching to the max. And she's already been doing it really well. Honestly, I had nothing to do with how she's been doing conversations, but she has a great way of showing herself in emails and on Instagram. And she chose her way of doing it. She chose, she was trying, I think she was doing Facebook, Twitter, everything, maybe just like you are. And she said, you know what? I'm quitting Twitter. I'm quitting Facebook. And maybe she just sends more automated things there or only goes there once a week. But her main jam is definitely Instagram and now webinars because she loves doing her video dance breaks. So I just want to share her with you because she is definitely someone that I've learned from and I learn from the people who join Fearless Launching. But I love, I love that basically she just, she realized this and she cut those other two out. She's a great example of someone who was having conversations everywhere and then just really focused it down. So let's go through. Um, I do have some more places that you can um, kind of experiment with. Maybe before those simple actions, I'll go through those, those other places where you can start conversations. Um, sometimes are places and some things are actual types of conversations. So you can write these down and at the end, you know, I can, I'm hap happy to share with you my, my cheat sheet of different types of conversations, starters, places to have them. Happy to do that. I'll send that out. Maybe not with a replay, but hang on to your horses and I will definitely send that to you. Okay. So start adding a PS at the end of your emails with questions or end your emails with questions. You want to get people used to clicking and answering. Clicking and answering are huge when you're planning a launch because you want to know that people are interested in what you're doing. And clicking clicks and opens and all that kind of stuff, that's data. That's, that is actually kind of like data conversation where you get to see what people are actually interested in. Give a behind the scenes. Look at in whatever place you decide to talk. Show people you are human. Make them laugh. Let them get to know you and not just how good your business is. You know that during the last webinar that I did, I, I think I did it back in March for the early bird for Fearless Launching. I, at the very end of the webinar, it just so happened that that whole blue and black, uh, gold and white dress yeah, um, like whole internet thing was going on. Like, which color do you see? So I popped that in at the end of the webinar, just very randomly. But don't be afraid to just be totally goofy. Let people know what you do, what you're doing and, and make them laugh, be personal. And then at the same time, be intentional about those behind the scenes so that you create some of that material in advance. So create some very on-brand, very related to your specific business behind the scenes looks. You don't have to do these on the fly. You can do them in advance. Obviously, social media posts where you ask questions, you give, you maybe you 
answer people's questions in Facebook groups, you're sharing posts. If you're doing all that, if you're even just on Facebook, asking questions, answering questions, sharing posts, helping people others spread their word, I mean, helping other people spread their words. Basically, what you're trying to do is to engage people enough to get some sort of answer. So even if you answer a question, follow it up with another question. So that's sometimes what I do when people respond. If I have time and I happen to have my computer open and I see someone respond to the autoresponder that I have, I then ask them, I get, I say, oh, this is interesting, blah, blah, blah. I'll answer their specific question or something. And then I'll ask them another question because I want it to keep going. Content. Now, always in all of your content, I really am th- going back to over this again. I feel like this is kind of restating it over and over again, but find ways to ask questions and give people something to do in everything that you do. I mean, sure, if you're sharing quotes and things like that, quote images, what are they going to do? But you can still ask a question to make them think about it. Um, don't discount the power of your private Facebook communities. You'll see a few people in a, in a few minutes who are doing great things in their communities and their free communities that are helping them sell their bigger products and their bigger programs. This is a new one that I learned from a woman who was on the podcast, and that's going into Amazon reviews because I was able to go in and I realized that people, at first, I never noticed this, that yes, I've read tons of reviews before, but then you can comment on the review. And some com- some reviews have tons of comments. So you can go in and actually not only see what you're missing, maybe see what people are missing from your competitor's work, but you can potentially look then for ways to create content from that what's missing and then go back in and tell them you know, maybe give them an answer, maybe give them some of yourself, you know. So instead of just going into Facebook groups and asking and answering, why not go into those book reviews or those Amazon reviews and look for content similar to yours on the same topic, whether it's a book or otherwise, and and, and try to have some conversations there. That's actually my newest one that I've been doing lately. So stay tuned on like a little bit more strategic how-to on that. But right now, I just kind of go in, I play detective, and then I I answer questions if I see them. And then, of course, like I said, your autoresponder is a great place to start those communi- those conversations, to ask those questions, to, to share different types of things with people, to get them looking at, let's say, your strongest channel. Even if it's not email, perhaps you want people to go to your podcast. It's no coincidence that I started a podcast this year. Now I'm posting every Sunday on my YouTube channel and I've got emails. I've upped the amount of blog content because I'm because I'm trying to see what works and what doesn't. Pretty soon I'll probably become like kind of pulling back a little bit and seeing what works. What do, like what can I get rid of? Because obviously keeping up a full workload of content creation isn't my job as a business owner. Um, I discovered recently, though, that Instagram, I love Instagram as as a human being. So now I spend more of my time there than any other social media site. But anyways, the best thing I can say is don't just do all one type of these conversation starters or places or, you know, things like don't don't do all one type. Decide which type fits for you and for your business the best. 
Maybe behind the scenes isn't really relevant. Maybe it is. Maybe you do want to show people how you relax on the weekends. Maybe you do want to show your family. Maybe you don't. You decide what's best for you. And what I would say is to schedule it to happen the most often, whatever that way is. So do that the most and still do the other ones, but maybe less. And then at the end of each week, figure out what worked best and keep tweaking. So I'm giving you all these really basic ways of sharing, talking, etc. that I do personally. But the truth is none of this means you have to somehow share more. You can get, you can really keep it simple and think to yourself, okay, this week I'm going to, you know, emails are really on my mind this week. I'm going to share how I write emails or I'm going to show myself writing emails. This is my theme for the week. Or maybe you can make it less granular like that. Maybe you can just make it, you know, this week I'm really trying to stay productive and keep things easy. So everything that I do this week, all the content is going to kind of be related to that. You can decide how you want to, how you want to, what kind of messages you put out. You don't have to put out more. You just have to find different ways of sharing the same things and talking about the same topics and getting different information about the same topics, uh, if that makes any sense. So five simple actions you can take today, no matter where you are most talkative. <laughs> find your channel. Go for it. You're like, great, that's easy. So finding your channel is simply means, you know, this is, you may have to, you may have up to three that you do. And I do now only because I was given that directive by my content manager and I already really had them in place, but now I focus on them. They are my main three. I'm trying to add a fourth, but it's still iffy. So I would start with less. And if you only got time for one place to really start having those conversations, then start in one place. So maybe Facebook is that place for you. I know it's that place for many people because you might be spending a lot of time there anyways, following your friends and family. So look where you are spending the most time and that can be your first stop. And what you want to do is this is where you're going to be trying different things. This is where you're going to be trying all those conversation starters and how often you should post. It's all experiment. There is no exact science on how often you should post a quote graphic or how often you should tell people, oh, look what I'm working on behind the scenes, or I'm so excited. Here's my new podcast. There's no, there's nothing saying that you, there's not, there's no manual telling you how many times you can post your blog posts, though I actually try only to do those once a day, but I, I'm realizing that my uh, Edgar is pumping them out maybe a little bit too fast. So I got to slow that down. Um, and this, and the thing with like Instagram, you yourself know what's right for you. Start with one image a day that you really think says something about your business, that you're adding value to whatever is going on either in your business or you hope aligns with your ideal customers or your, the people who are already following you and go from there. There are plenty of courses on any of these. I don't want to like turn you to another course really, but there are plenty of places free even to find out and, and get ideas about what to post on Instagram. 
Heck, you can join an Instagram monthly challenge and that can be your post every single day. Thank you to, to many of those people who've done those challenges because they've helped me figure out what to post every single day. And then your job in whatever message you're writing underneath your picture or whatever it is, let's say it's not Instagram, is to start trying out those different things where you're sharing something behind the scenes, or you're asking a question, or you're sharing an insight, or whatever it is. Maybe you're actually sharing content and you want people to do something. So it's going to be up to you to figure that out and then focus on that place. Even if you've got other places, you talk. You can still, I would not say stop your other activity, just focus on that main channel. And for me, when I stopped focusing so much on Twitter and Facebook, and I focused on Instagram, my followers grew. And all I was really doing was <laughs> looking at planner feeds. And then that led me down a rabbit hole when I saw other pictures because images really inspire me. And so I've met lots of people as a result of that one platform. And maybe even you met me through that because I know that uh, a few weeks ago, Actually, just last week, I guess, I had a happy hour call with Hillary Rushford. So she shared that we were going to do that CEO happy hour. And many of you I met as a result of that. And I'm, I'm excited because now I'm just getting to know you. I feel like, I feel like we're just dating right now. It's maybe, maybe our second date. So <laughs> my husband probably would not like it that I'm talking about dating, dating with my audience. But anyways, so focus on that main channel. Even if you've got other places you talk and keep everything consistent because eventually if you make that one place, your main channel, you can send people to those other places and you should. And again, looking for this is something that I think that you should just kind of put on your schedule, your calendars to look for new places where you can test a topic if it's if something's not working. So even if you discover, let's say Instagram is your main channel, the main place you actually end up talking to people that you're, you know, it could be Twitter, it could be any place, but I'm just going to say Instagram. But if let's say you put something up on Instagram and no one likes it or just likes, but no comments, think to yourself, where else can I put that? Oh, okay. Well, I do have my Facebook page still going, so maybe I'll put it up there. Or, you know what? This could be a really good blog post. Let me start that conversation over on my blog. Or, you know what? Maybe I'm going to email this out to my list and tell them that I posted this and I would really love their input. You decide, or perhaps you call someone or you make a video or whatever. Look for different ways of getting your non-performing stuff to work in other places. Again, hopefully you can see this is all experimentation and create that communication in a new medium. This is what I do all the time. In fact, what I, what I like to do is I, you know, I could have, there was an email that I sent, I think yesterday or a few days ago. I'm sorry, you know that I've been sending a lot of emails because it's launch time. So that's 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 what happens uh, for a short period of time. We're almost through it. So I really appreciate you opening each and every one. But I posted some, oh yes, it was about this webinar. So I had written an email, got signups, but I was like, you know what? I bet I could get more signups if I just put this on my blog. So I re redid it just a little bit. I took out the XOXO and at the very end and I put it up on my blog. And as a result of that, many more people signed up for this webinar. So that, that was just one example. 
of, of that same thing. And then of course, I'm trying to get out the message about my webinar in general. So you may have seen even on Instagram, a few different times that I talked about my webinar, but not super directly, not like, hey, you better sign up for this. This morning, I shared a I shared an image my daughter drew, drew for me this morning. She was drawing My Little Pony, but it looks like a unicorn. And she said, have a great webinar, mom. You can use this for your logo. Like I changed my logo every five seconds. <laughs> so, but I put that up there because I thought it was so adorable. And I, you know, I love my daughter. So I always want, I want to acknowledge every little piece of creativity that she shares with me, thankfully, at this point in her life as a seven-year-old. So you can look for different ways to communicate in different mediums and try different types of messages, just like I was saying. You can try images. You can try one of my favorite things to do, and I was going to just go through some of my favorites, but I might as well tell you as we're going through these, that some of my favorite things to do is if someone emails, like during, especially during a launch, if someone emails me and asks me a question, first of all, I don't want to write any more emails. So I just go and I record a little voice memo and I send it back to them. I, I respond with my voice because it's easier for me. And honestly, when I used to get um, the first voice memo I ever got from someone by email was from Erica Learmark. And I was like, this is brilliant. And I loved it. And I felt so, I actually, <laughs> until I realized everybody got them, no, but I, uh, I felt very special. And even afterwards, I was like, you know, that's such a cool thing to do because she has a lot of people in this mastermind and she doesn't need to do that, but she did. And it, it felt like I was able to get on the phone with her. So, um, so there you go. If you have questions for me, e email them because you know you're going to get my voice memo back. So basically what I like to do, and this whole thing is basically saying, don't spend all your days posting blog content or pass links to things. Just, just that, try quotes, try images, ask questions, CC people into posts and emails you think might be interested. You can try different times of the day, let people get to know you on a personal level. And you, get, you have to decide this, of course, and you have to try this out and see, ooh, people really like pictures of Mila. Maybe I should post more of those um, on a personal level mixed with who you are as a business owner. And this actually might be a little bit um, controversial because I know some people don't like post to having business posts on their personal page. But every once in a while, I think, you know, I'm... I'm really shy, but first of all, like, so in person, <laughs> there are, there are women in my community, physical community here who are moms at school and they ask me how my business is. And I'm, and I think about this later thinking, wow, that would have been a really good opportunity for a conversation. And instead I totally shut down. I'm like, yeah, everything's going great. And it's like, I'm, it's like, I'm ashamed of what I do or something. That's how it sounds to me when I, when I like stand, like I go out of my body for a moment going, why did you say it like that? But really those are missed opportunities for me. So even I'm still working on it and I'm, I'm working on that. Every conversation you have, every interaction you have with people online or offline are ways of basically selling what you do and sharing what you do. Uh, when I had a training session with Infusionsoft, when I first set up with them, 
The woman who was my trainer, we we chatted because I generally am able to pull personal stuff out of people, not like intentionally, but I'm 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 nice. I'm not like a mean person and I'm not all business. So I remember asking her, I'm like, oh, so how do you like working at Infusionsoft? I always do that kind of thing. I actually went into Burberry once and asked them that same question because I was really curious. I think I was getting perfume from my mother-in-law. Anyways, and they told me the whole thing. They knew like the company. I was so surprised that a retail person knew the CEO and that the woman who was going to be taking over as creative director and they, they all got direct training from her and all this stuff. So I'm always loving finding out how people work. And this woman at Infusionsoft said, you know, the best lesson that I ever learned, you know, going through the trainer's training here was that you use every chance, every opportunity to tell people about what you do. And and she's like, I didn't believe it until one day I was walking my dog and I was at a dog park and someone asked me what I do. And I said, oh, I work at Infusionsoft. It's, and they asked, said, well, what is Infusionsoft? And she proceeded to tell them, and he said, oh, I think I might need that. And it took a while, but I think that person became the became a customer of Infusionsoft. So you can see that like even very personal back and forth can lead to different things. It can lead to you suggesting someone else to someone. When uh, It can lead to you saying, here's what I do. And someone's like, oh my gosh, I totally need that. It, it doesn't have to be, hey, this is what I do. You want to come on in? Hey, I'm launching. Come on over here. Um, sure, those types of messages still do need to come out. But starting the conversation means being, being a person first. Um, a few other things I wanted to share is that there are, for those of you who have physical spaces, I, I remember a, or physical stores and brick and mortar. I remember a Pilates studio, and this was the first Pilates studio that I ever went to before I was a teacher. And the girls, the twins, were the most awesome humans on earth. And it's not like they were classical Pilates instructors or really tough, and they, they were known for their technique, and they, they were the best teachers in that sense. But you know what? They were the they were amazing teachers in the sense that how they engaged their clients, treated everyone like family. I mean, it was kind of a little bit like a sorority from time to time. It would get a little bit crazy during their classes, but it was because of that interaction that actually made me want to be a Pilates instructor in the first place. Was that interaction? It was only after I was going through certification and thinking, "Oh my God, this is so hard," that I was like oh, I just want to be like those guys. I don't want to be this kind of teacher, though technique mixed with that gregarious nature, I think is definitely important. But their business did so well because of their personalities and they their clients knew them just like family. Um, I think I even have recently seen pictures of this guy they used to teach, this older gentleman who... They go skiing with now. I'm like, it's so bizarre. Um, and the same thing with people online. When you treat people as you would your friends, they become that. They like you and they're more likely to want to learn from you. So I'm not saying you have to ruin your business by becoming friends and then you feel bad about charging your friends. You're not becoming best buddies, but you can be friendly. So the other thing, this is my main tip for when you're set, when you're going through this process of trying to figure out what's your best channel, is to set up a spreadsheet or a dashboard of some sort and a schedule so that during a launch and during whatever, during maybe the couple months before the launch, you, 
you can actually record what's going on and, and, you know, see growth in the numbers. I actually have mine inside my Filofax where I kind of, every, every uh, couple of weeks I go in, I update my, what other people call vanity stats, but they are, they are giving you information about what's working and what's not. So I, I do that. And then also go into all your channels, especially during a launch and make sure to respond and reach out personally to each and every person. This is tough and it does take work, but those, those interactions, whether they're this program is not for you or sorry, we don't have any inventory left or whatever. Those are important. And the people that get back, the companies that get back to you, you remember them. I, I, I know this year there were companies that I reached out to, excuse me, and they were, they, they reached, they came back to me in not so great ways. And I won't forget it. Like my, my glasses, I won't even go into that fiasco, but I have new glasses and there's an issue with them. And the, um, designer of the glasses, I told them what was wrong. And they're like, well, if this is not a manufacturer defect, it was, there was no human tone to it whatsoever. So, you know, that customer service aspect is, happens way before people become customers. Um, but obviously I'm a customer of that company. So everything I've shared today is what I do myself. There's no theory. I've layered or tested all these methods of talking to people and they work in different ways. And I know which ones work for me. I don't know which ones work for you. And you just need to spend time evaluating every single week, every single month, you decide what works for you. So this is literally what I've shared with you is literally my communication and conversation strategy. And I bet you're already doing some, some of these things. But the question I have for you is, are you doing them in the right place for you? Are you spending too much time on Instagram when really, you really should be hanging out in your Facebook groups on Facebook? Or perhaps you should be reaching out to some people who've, who've commented, or maybe you should be doing something else. Is uh, Also, is the frequency of your messaging there? Is it at the right place? Are you telling people enough about what you're doing? Are you giving them enough touch points for you? Or maybe it needs to be amped up a bit. This one's hard because a lot of people think they're doing a lot and they're not even moving the needle. I'm guilty of that. I'm pointing to myself right now. I don't share my YouTube videos nearly as much as I should. I don't share the content that I put out as much as I should, especially with the amount of work that I put into it. I know that. The kind of conversations I'm having usually are about the concepts related to what I teach and my values. And I, I try to get people inspired to take action, but sharing that content, that stuff's hard for me. And I know I should do more of that. Yes, I know this was a bit of a longer episode for you. And so hopefully you enjoyed this and hopefully you got those takeaways. So those five actions again, just so you can really hear them and take take action with them is a you want to find your channel and you might have up to three of these but i'd start with less if you can you can until you've got some traction so how do we find our channel look for interaction look for likes look for your ability to be consistent on that channel sometimes you're the key here okay once you really think, okay, sometimes it's just a gut check on, is this my channel? Is this my best place to show up? Am I excited about this? Can I show up in the most excited way, engaged way possible for people? 
half the time, the way you show up is the way people are going to respond to you. Actually, most of the time. Number two, you're going to focus on that main channel. Even if you've got other places you talk, use that main channel as your hub. And no matter where else you're talking, if you've got a blog, if let's say you've got videos, and let's say your 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 channel, whatever you want to call it, is Facebook Live. On all of those other places, you want to send people to the correct hub channel, okay? Number three, I want you to look for new channels where you can test the topic if it's not working. So, so if something isn't working in an email, in a blog post, in a webinar, in a Facebook Live, I want you to look for and switch it up. Look for a new channel and say, you know, that last email, no one opened it. Where else can you get that message across? Because really, during your launch, it's all about your message, your communication. So think about where else you might be able to share that topic. Number four, create the communication in a new medium. This is, again, kind of number three as well. It's like, yes, you're going to test the topic in new channels, but actually make sure to create communication so that it works in different mediums. So you, even if it is working, it doesn't mean that, you know, you can't turn an email into a Facebook post or you can't turn a quote into a podcast episode and, and kind of riff off of that. Number five, you want to try different types of messages until you kind of really feel like you're reaching someplace where you're getting clear interaction. Because what I always look at, especially as you're leading up to the launch, is you want to be getting that interaction in some way. And if you're not, then that's okay. But it just means you got to do more work before you just go blazing ahead. So don't worry about what dates are on your calendar. Don't worry about all of that stuff. Think about the interaction. And then that final launch tip that we went over, set up a dashboard or schedule for yourself so that during a launch, you go into all of your channels and make sure to respond and reach out personally to each and every person. This is one of those tips that, you know, one of those things that I think certain entrepreneurs, online personalities do very well. I'm just getting better at this, but honestly, the queen of doing this is Marie. Marie Forleo is amazing at, at making sure everything is covered. Someone's always watching somewhere so that they can, we can be alerted and respond to everyone. And people like to be noticed and people like to and need to be validated that someone is paying attention to them. So this is, these are all conversation doesn't mean you actually have that, you know, you don't have to have some sort of in-depth actual physical conversation. Part of communication is just saying, I see you. All right. Thank you again so much for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to take this a step further, I've got another workshop for you. And this one you can watch at your leisure. It is a video present workshop and you'll find that at freelaunchworkshop.com. That's where you're going to learn those seven essential steps and ingredients and phases, whatever you want to call them, whatever like word <laughs> floats your boat that are involved in every single launch. And there's action steps in those too. So if you're really ready to get your launch on, head over to freelaunchworkshop.com. All right, guys, thank you so much for taking the time today to hang out with me. I am so excited for the upcoming episodes. We've got more interviews. I'm taking a little break from that over the last couple of weeks and probably next week as well. But moving into April, we, we have some amazing powerhouse entrepreneurs 
and creatives who are going to be popping on the show. So I cannot wait to share those with you. Have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you soon.